What is going on, No Bad Dog Army? Welcome back to the podcast. I just got back from Canada literally uh, a couple hours ago, and uh, it was a very successful time in Canada. I just wanted to let anybody know who doesn't know, I just spent two weeks in Canada. Uh, uh, did a seminar in Calgary. I also did a seminar in Toronto, and they were both beautiful and magical and it's really inspired me, and, and we had a couple dogs that we had some crazy breakthroughs with that I wanted to share with you guys that I know was going to be helpful. We also have some other podcasts uh, coming at you. I don't What's today? Today's Tuesday? Yeah, we got some more podcasts coming at you tomorrow and uh, trying to play catch up here. But anyway, I brought my podcast and equipment, and I planned on doing some on the road, but I just did not have a moment. It's I can't express how grateful I am to be able to travel the world and, and do what I do. It really is uh, an amazing thing. And it's this trip really kind of, I don't know, for the first time, I don't know, I don't know how to explain this, but just one of those things that I was like, man, I was just kind of seeing how things are starting to play out in my career and uh, some of the things that I get to do. And it's 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 really cool, and really fascinating. And we're starting to kind of call this the workshops that I do, the amount of people that have come up and been like, this was by far, you know, the best thing uh, for them and uh, the, the greatest experience for them. And, and, you know, that's just, that just means the world to me. And it really is an experience. So we're starting to kind of, one of my Russian, uh, had a, I had a, one of my working spots, he was Russian and he said the Tom Davis experience, that's really what it is. It's just such a, impactful, crazy couple days for some people and their dogs, the amount of work that we get done. But there was two dogs in particular. One of them was in Calgary, which is the first seminar that we did. And we didn't, let me paint you a picture. We did this seminar at this beautiful horse farm. It's like 120 something acres in this big uh, horse riding arena. And so it was the first time I did one of those. And it is hard when you go out and, and, and I want you again to paint a picture guys like, when you're seminaring, I take eight working spots, which is eight people can come and bring their dogs, right? And then we have audit spots, which you can come and watch. You can buy one ticket for auditing for one day or maybe even just the weekend. You can buy it in a bulk and save money. And then the working spots are all weekend. And so I'm training eight different dogs and we're rotating. So the first dog's in, second dog's in, third dog's in, so on and so forth. And we're rotating and we usually do a session in the morning and two or three in the evening, both Saturday and Sunday. And it's it's incredible what we're able to accomplish in these short periods of time. And we did film a lot of it, but um, we're working on some new filming projects, kind of revamping things for YouTube to changing formats as we grow and mature, just because I feel like, to be honest with you guys, like I, I can't put into words how special and, and magical these weekends are. And I'm not exaggerating. And for those of you who have been to my seminars before, particularly these last couple, it's just starting to really, um, it's starting to really become a thing. It's like, it's really like a life-changing experience that I can't, I can't describe. It's like euphoria. I mean, everybody's just buzzing. Everybody's just high. You know, it seems it's just, I mean, everybody who walks away from it just feels just like this amazing thing. It's, it's just an incredible thing. And I'm not just trying to talk myself up, guys. I just, I, I can't just tell you how amazing uh, these seminars mean to me and how much how much work we get done. And it's just incredible. 
and we, we're documenting it. We have another videographer that had uh, come out, and we're putting together some more like documentation of these seminars because I, I mean, we have eight dogs, all of them either going to get euthanized, going to get put down, can't walk them, um, can't be around other people, can't be around other dogs, can't walk. Like, and within 48 hours, everybody, same thing with my out of states. Like when you come and work with me in my facility, everybody's literally in the same room with a bunch of strangers with cameras and phones and distractions and outside going on pack walks. It's like this huge thing and and it's just such a vibe and i can't oh, it's just like i don't know i i just i want to share it with more people because it's such a life-changing experience for for everybody not just the dogs but for me and the people around it's just everybody just kind of gels into one group and we're all like this short short-term family you know in a short period of time we're all you know lying lying we're all laughing crying hugging um, just having such a good time. And I think, you know, this no bad dog army, uh, community that we've built, uh, really goes to show so many people pull me aside. They're like, man, the group of people that are at this facility in both locations and, and, and even before this is like, it's so different. It, it really is. And it's such a special, special thing, you guys. And I, I, I really hope I get the opportunity to meet you guys and I hope some of the documenting that we've done this time around and in the future, when we go to, London, uh, England this year in September, and then hopefully uh, some other places just waiting on some visas. But it's it's special. That's all I'm going to say. But I want to get into two dogs that I worked with in these seminars that uh, I wanted to share with you. So one of the dogs' name was Fritz. And um, Fritz is a dog that came in with leash reactivity, redirectiveness, um, a nice dog without a bite history. He was redirected towards mom because he was overstimulated. So he, let's paint a picture. He's about, he's like a, he's like mostly German Shepherd, but he's got you know a little bit of like Rottweiler esque type vibes, but fluffy German Shepherd with a little al, um, eyebrow type hints. Um, nice dog, amazing owner. She came in and the dog was just really reactive to people and dogs, um, if I can remember right. Definitely reactive to to dogs, but with people. He would get so stimulated and he'd start climbing the leash and he would bark and bark and bark. And so you got to think like, and I know you guys get this, but you love your dog and your dog means a lot to you and obviously vice versa, right? And they they just live this very stressful life. Like when they go places, it's it's a lot of stress. It's a lot, a lot of stuff going on and they can't walk places. They can't go places. They can't have people over. It's very limited to what they can do without stress. It's like... It's like whatever's stressful for you guys, like going to the dentist or whatever it is, it's like this is how their relationship is all the time. Um, just stressful, like worried, right? Head in a swivel, like what are we going to do next? Not a, not necessarily like my dog's going to kill somebody, but it's just like you can't enjoy your dog to the full potential. And I'm not trying to paint a picture of this dog being aggressive because he had the potential to be aggressive, but he's young enough to where – see if I still have my notes. I take my all my notes in my seminars um, – but anyway, it was, it was a, I think I deleted all my notes. It was an incredible, uh, transition. And I'll tell you one thing that I've never done before during this thing was like, this dog was, so I only worked, I only really worked two dogs, uh, throughout the two weeks, like literally. And what that means guys is, is like, I, I do so much teaching and so much coaching. So every seminar that I do, and even in my training now, I'm trying to not 
touch the leash. I'm trying to train the owner as much as I can because I know the more that that owner knows, the more work we're going to be able to get done, period. I know that the more I can instill in the owner and the more the owner knows, the more they walk away with, the more they pack away, the better their dog is going to be sustainably. So I honestly try not to really handle the dogs too much for that reason. Like I don't want to, I have nothing to prove. I, I know I can do work with this dog, right? And so there was just two dogs that I actually felt like I needed to take and tune up. And when I work a dog, it's silent. There's nothing going on. I don't really say anything. I don't really talk to the audience, right? So here I am talking literally for six and a half to seven hours straight, standing up, entertaining a crowd and working dogs every day, right? So it's a lot of work, but I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure. People come from, they fly, it's a six hour flight to get there. They drive 10 hours. They come down the road, cameras are on. I mean, it's a lot of pressure, right? And um, and I love it. You know, I love to be able to help people out and I love to be able to, 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 to show them the way, but um, there was two dogs that I actually had to work. And one of them was Fritz, the dog I'm talking about. And so I'm going to paint you a picture because I know you can't see me but and the dog, but this and it's going to come out in a video, but this dog was really reactive on the leash. Um, so jumping up on mom, uh, b- barking, uh, hand, like swatting, just starting to begin become very frustrated. And the dog was becoming frustrated. The owner was becoming frustrated. And she just, the dog didn't have an out and the owner didn't have an out. They didn't, they couldn't handle it. And I couldn't help them through it because the dog needed work. Most of the time I work with people, very rarely does the dog need to work. And I'm not exaggerating. I worked out of the 16 dogs that we worked in the two weeks, I worked two dogs, like legit. Everything, I mean, I I took the leash from other people but i was just coaching the owner put your hand here put your treat here put your arm away look up blah 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 like i I did some handoffs with some aggressive dogs but i didn't work any dogs except for these two we're going to talk about and so i just said i really need to handle this dog and so what i did is this dog was so stimulated and so frustrated and as soon as i took the leash he can't he redirected tried to grab my shoe he wasn't aggressive that's the thing is i was looking at this dog and what i was seeing is this dog was just needed a way out begging for a way out didn't want to live this life. And I could just see it in the way I can't explain how I saw it, but I just knew that the dog was like screaming for help. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I could see it. And so the dog was just like, kind of like those kids that used to watch on Mari Murray or whatever that show was. Basically it was a, it was a TV show that basically took in troubled teens that were really just mouthy and, um, disrespectful and, um, you know, kind of getting into trouble and this dog really was kind of like liking like like that like really bratty really outspoken very vocal very pushy but he didn't want to and so i i just took the leash came after me a couple times told the owner to sit down and i brought the and i brought the dog out and i just started working and the dog immediately just tried to go away whining like really whining, spinning, jumping, whining, spinning, jumping, just kind of getting overstimulated, didn't know what to do. And so I started moving away from mom and then we got really nervous, started, you know, pivoting, like going fight fight or flight, fight or flight, going back and forth, back and forth. So this dog literally just hasn't had a chance to chill, hasn't had a chance to relax. And I just saw it. And I just saw this dog and I said, I need to help this dog. This dog needs help, right? All of the other dogs that I usually work with, 99% of them, the owners need help. I literally created a whole brand called No Bad Dogs because of that. I can't tell you, like, I would say if I, if I had 100 people sign up for dog training with me, 
I'd have to take three of them myself, right? That's that that's the dogs who actually need work. So I took this dog, I came out, I probably got, I don't know, 20 feet away and the dog just started spiraling like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do. Just started mentally spiraling out of control, emotionally spiraling out of control, spinning, trying to get away, trying to like scare me away. Like, hey, drop the leash, buddy. Let me go back to mom. Mom was sitting down neutral with the other group. And so I said, well, I'm going to get a long line start kind of like lunging this dog around the arena. That's what I did. And I just started getting the dog to start working with me. And then as the dog got closer, I mean, I wasn't afraid of this dog biting me and attacking me and being mean with me. I just knew that he was so fight or flight and he was so uneasy with himself that he would have done anything to get back to mom because that's the only place he felt comfortable. But the moment he got back to mom, he felt the same way. It's kind of like... When you have a fever or you're sick and you're really cold and then you put on a bunch of layers because you feel like you're really cold and shivering and then you get really hot really quick and you can't get comfortable. That is how I looked at this dog. This dog could not get comfortable. No matter how many layers he took on and off, he couldn't get comfortable in his own skin. This dog was living like a... I don't want to make the owner feel bad if she's listening to this because I'm not, but I'm just saying like the dog wasn't living the best way like he, his state of mind wasn't good now granted this dog may go home and play with um, other dogs and play with their people and be fine but the problem is is the reality was when she gets outside this dog just unravels so i'm like man this is this is i just knew i just took the leash and i started working with this dog and i started doing lunging so i lunged the dog for like 10 minutes just back and forth come with me nope come with me kind of like starting to starting to take down the value of mom. So he'd go towards mom. I'd say, Hey buddy, come. And I'd pop the collar. Hey buddy, come pop the collar. And pretty soon he was doing, um, non-corrective recalls, which was good. So he's learning. He's like, all right, I'm going to come with you. Took, took like a solid 10 minutes, but usually it takes, uh, 10 seconds. Right. So this dog really was, you know, a wall. Like I had to peel, peel off layer after layer, after layer, after layer. And so, as we were getting closer, um, I just started doing red light, green light. So I switched collars, switch equipment. I think I think we ended up going like a prong collar and just a regular training leash. But I got closer, and then I did red light, green lights. So I got the dog's attention. The dog started engaging, got the dog's attention, started engaging. And I just kind of worked this dog through. So I'd go forward. i go, ah, ah. The dog crossed my leg. Pop, pop. Got a little correction. So I was almost pushing this dog through a stressful situation to listen to somebody that he didn't know and he didn't trust, which was the problem. He was so insecure with himself and he was so insecure with his mom that he just couldn't be happy. I mean, he, I think that's just kind of like probably somewhat of a definition of anxiety is like he couldn't be happy no matter if good things were happening to him or not, or if he was going good places, like he just couldn't settle in his own skin. He was very uncomfortable. And so I did some stop and goes, basically I'd correct him when he passed me and I said, Hey man, you got to pay attention. And I'd switch gears. And I do like a lot of like, um, I do like a lot of recalls with my body. I put my shoulders down and arch down. Come on, buddy. And I like, I didn't say that because I don't really talk when I'm actually working with dogs. So I was like encouraging him to come to me and he would, and we'd have this moment and it was good. And so I did like, let's say I was 50 feet away from mom and then I did 45 and I did the same thing. And what I was doing is I was getting the dog to mentally commit to me as I got closer and closer to the subject, which was mom. And every now and then he'd get so he'd get like, he'd do really good. And then he would break through and run to mom. And then I'd have to get him back out and reset. And then he'd break through and run to mom. And I had him on a long line for a while. So I think I had him on a long line 
loose and then i had like a regular training leash and i kept working them and working them. i was like breaking a mustang he's like i can't be contained i don't know what i'm doing i'm i'm insecure i'm fearful i'm nervous i'm young i'm anxious i didn't know what to do and he just was a lost soul this one so i worked him and worked him and worked him and about i don't know 15 20 minutes later i finally got him to a point where he's looking up at me i would walk forward i'd stop the leash is down on the ground i'd stop he'd stop i'd turn i'd walk away nonverbal. So he, he would just start committing to me. He'd commit to me and he'd commit to me and he'd commit to me and I walk closer to mom and he'd commit to me. He'd just start walking towards me. So we're, now we kind of created this harmonious, beautiful thing. You can hear a pin drop in this arena. I mean, nobody made a noise. Nobody made a noise. And I didn't look up and I didn't say anything. I just said, I'm going to go work this dog. You guys may have never in your life seen me work a dog because it doesn't make for a good YouTube video, really, to be honest, because I don't say anything. And that's why I make content to teach other people how to do stuff. So when I work a dog, it's silent, and you don't get to learn as much. You might, but for the most people, I don't think you will. That's why I talk so damn much. Anyway, so I worked this dog, and I finally got the dog back to mom, and he was chilling, and it was great. And then everyone was like, wow, that was amazing. And so we got the dog back out, and we ended up working him, and he was completely changed and completely like a different dog. And, um, it was, it was an amazing experience. And then the next day, um, after the Calgary seminar had ended, we went up to Canmore, which is, a basically like this really beautiful, reminded me of Colorado a lot, this really beautiful mountain town, small, quiet. Um, I think like, I'd say 30 minutes ish outside of Banff, um, which is the big national park. And uh, anyway, we hung out there and she sent his mom sent us a message and just said, like, I don't know what the hell you did with my dog, but I just she sent me this video of this cat just kind of like in the street or like in the grass. And she had Fritz next to her in a heel and he could care less. And she's like, I don't know what the hell you did with my dog, but what you did changed my dog because this is crazy. This is this is this has never happened. And so. Uh, I wanted to tell you this story because I have another story too. And and I think the impact that I had on this dog because I just saw something, I was like, something's off here. This dog is in my head. I'm like, this is a beautiful dog mentally, emotionally, externally. This dog's confused. This dog needs guidance. This do- I, I just saw like a troubled teen looking for a mentor. And mom didn't necessarily know how to straighten these kinks out, right? Not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people can look at a dog and go, I, I know what you need. I can't tell you what you need. I don't I don't necessarily know what I'm gonna do to get you what you need, but let me work with you and I'll tell you. And that's what I that's what I do. That's like my thing I can't teach people. That's that I had no I, I had no game plan. I have no idea going into it what I'm gonna do. I didn't say anything, I didn't talk, I just started working this dog off what the dog was giving me. So I, when I'm working with a dog, I'm reflecting what they're giving me. And this may sound a little weird and far-fetched, but once the video comes out, you guys can see exactly what I'm saying. And we even have, we might even have the video of his mom with the cat. It was insane. And she just said like, hey man, whatever you did changed my dog forever, hopefully, right? So this dog completely switched from being the way he was. And all I did was just straighten out kinks and take away the take away the driver's seat and it changed everything and like i said it was a special moment in that arena and i don't want to dramatize anything because even we do testimonials after whoever wants to excuse me do testimonials about their experience because we want other people to know like 
this is a real deal. I mean, I'm in it to win it. I'm I'm really out here, like working real hard, you know, helping you guys. I'm not just a guy on YouTube, like I'm doing it for real. And we want to share this experience with other people because I don't know how long I'm going to be able to seminar, to be honest, because, you know, once Banks gets a brother or sister, traveling is going to be a lot harder. And so right now we're in this sweet spot where Banks is 10 months. We have a full-time nanny and we can move because he can't walk yet. So we can move anywhere without a ton of, you know, worrying about that, right? He's pretty chill with his bottle and just watching and crawling. So anyway, I just, I don't know how long I'm going to be seminaring. And I know that sounds kind of weird because I'm young, but, you know, it's the truth. Um, and, and I want to, like, really get out there. And so anyway, the amount of people that said watching me work with that dog made the drive or made the seminar all of worth it. I even had a working spot say, you know, I think the working spots for that were like 1200 USD. She even said, watching me work with somebody else's dog made the entire event. And it was Fritz, like me working with that dog unlocked so much for so many people. But most importantly, that dog has changed now forever. I'm excited for you guys to see that video. It's going to come out on YouTube. I'll let you guys know um, when it's out, if you're watching this and, or if you're listening to this in the future and you know, I'll, I'll it's going to be linked below, but, um, we had another couple breakthroughs and, and I just want to tell you about that. And I want to tell you about another breakthrough this, we had this lab, it was a working line, like red, like kind of like a red Fox lab in Calgary. Um, the dog had been attacked with a muzzle on. So this dog was on a pack walk and another dog that was friendly with this dog ended up attacking this dog this dog couldn't defend himself or sorry herself her name was ellie she couldn't defend herself shout out to ellie's mom um because i know that she's fans of the pot she's fan of the podcast and so um anyway so it kind of so from there on ellie had been reactive like to people and dogs and she was just she she came out of the kennel and she was just kind of like fritz but not like as neurotic right so she was just she had all this energy and she was barking and whining and kind of spinning on the, not spinning the leash, but kind of like didn't know where to go. And there was a moment that changed this dog, literally the biggest turn, the, the simplest turnaround I've ever seen in my career. And again, the amount of people that were like, what the hell did you do with this dog? And where did it come from? Like, where's the dog that you had before? And I didn't do anything. I just helped coach, right? This is a different scenario. I didn't, I didn't actually work this dog because I didn't need to. But this owner, so this owner uh, put the dog into a place and a stay, and the dog got off. And, the, and I just saw this dog's disconnect with mom, like completely like, oh, okay, bye. Well, okay, bye. Like just, just silly willy, loosey goosey. But it created a lot of reactivity because she was constantly spinning on like a high, high RPM, just constantly like buzzing. Who are you? What are we doing? Where are we going? Where are we going? Who's this? What's the smell? Where's the birds? Where's the... Just constantly. And and same thing with her obedience. Mom would say, hey, do this. The dog's like, oh, okay, 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 bye. She was like Dory from uh, Finding Nemo. Oh, me? Okay, I'll do this. Okay, no, I'm not. What? Who are you? Where am I? Like literally like that. So I just was watching her and observing her and... I told her, I said, I said, put your dog in a place. She put it in a place. Ellie got off immediately. Like, again, same, same thing how I'm saying. Like, oh, okay, I'm done. And then mom's just kind of rounded around, no back up. And I said, hey, this time when she gets off, when you tell her to place, correct her with your leash. Pop her with your leash. 
And so she, she, she did. She said, place. The dog's like, yeah, okay. This is our relationship. I'm out of here. And the mom corrected the dog. The dog looked at her, sat down. And that moment, everything changed. I mean, everything. The dog was like, oh, you're going to take the wheel? And then from there on, this dog was sleeping, healing perfect, not looking for other dogs, not whining, not jittering. And it wasn't about the dog's behavior becoming less like excited. It wasn't like, oh, well, the dog got upset that she got corrected. No, this dog was just running on 10 RPMs the whole time. And mom said, hey, man, calm down. You need to put your energy into me and what I want you to do, bud, because you're losing your mind. Because this dog was coming in like a spinning top, just constantly like, what do we do? And it's fine for dogs to do that, but that's what would create the reactivity. So she's at a 9.9 out of 10, and she sees a dog, and then she goes right to 10, and then reacts. And so she couldn't, the dog barks at other dogs, the dog barks on walks. And you know, I'm not saying like this dog's never going to bark again, but she came back in a couple times after, and everyone was like, what the hell just happened? So it's a beautiful thing. I just wanted to explain that. And then we have one more. Shout out to all the people in Calgary. Love you guys. Thank you so much for coming out. It was, uh, again, just, I'm still like euphoric about it. It's so inspiring to continue to do this. And, you know, at, you know, my seminars are definitely more expensive than most, if not probably the most expensive. Um, only because like, A, I want a it's it's I'll never change that and and I and I know that 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 sounds maybe not good as a business standpoint and I want to be fair but like the the group of people that come to my facility or to come to my, our seminars are just and I'm not saying if you can't afford it you're not a good person I'm just saying we just get the right people in there to create this beautiful synergy every single time and I've had friends and colleagues you know, sell $50 tickets to come and watch and they'll get hecklers and they'll get people in and they'll get people who are on the phones and they'll get people who aren't paying attention. It's because you paid 50 bucks. You don't need to be there. You don't want to be there. It's 50 bucks, right? And so anyway, um, it's just an accumulation of a decade of my hard work all over the world combined into like, I pour it into these things and it's just so, so beautiful. And there's another, there's another, I don't know where I was going with that. I'm just, I'm tired. If you guys couldn't tell, our, our, we missed our flight this morning. I was in Canada and now I'm back home and it's almost 10 o'clock and we have to go to New York City tomorrow because I'm doing Fox News again on Thursday and I'm tired. Anyway, um, we had this dog come in, my Russian friend at the uh, Toronto seminar and he had an eight month old, he has an eight month old dog named Thor, German Shepherd. He's intact. Same thing. He came in buzzing, da, 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 barking, 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 you know, just spewing and spewing and spewing and spewing. It's like, it's like trying to put a top on a boiling pot of water that the heat just keeps getting hotter, right? And it's just, just constantly just be steaming over. And the guy couldn't go anywhere, couldn't walk, couldn't be around other dogs. Couldn't enjoy his dog. He's got this dog. Did he say, and think about you getting your puppy, right, guys? You get this cute-ass little puppy, eight, nine weeks old, whatever. Cutest thing ever. You spend every waking moment with it. You take pictures. You create an Instagram. Everybody loves this dog. And then slowly but surely, this dog becomes the biggest stress in your life. It sucks. I. That's uh, why I love what I do. I love dogs. And I don't know if it goes hand-in-hand, hand, but the fact that I can help people with their dogs and change that, 
is just an incredible feeling. And this guy came in with the same thing. He said, hey, man, I can't do shit with my dog. Can't go anywhere. Can't have everybody over. If we see another dog, forget it. Like, it's just, it's relentless. It never stops. So he came in, and same thing. The dog was just, Ooh. but the guy's energy was like, come on, Thor. Thor is a big, uh, cool guy's name's Andre. Uh, big, I think, he's, I think he told them that he's from, like, southern Russia or something. Big, tall guy. So, you know, he's loud and intimidating, and he's kind of like jarring the dog around a bit. I said, I said, hold on, man. Hold the brakes. I said, you and your dog are so disconnected, it's not even funny at all. This is bad. Your dog loves you, and you love your dog, but you guys are in two separate fields. Your dog won't look at you. You got your dog in a 45-degree angle all the time because the prong collar is not fit right, and your dog is constantly whining. So we broke things down. I changed him up to a 2.25 with a safety clip, and I Frankensteined him together, a smaller prong collar for a little bit better power steering so we can have more control. I said, hey, man, stop looking at your dog and stop talking to your dog. And that took a session in itself. He couldn't do it. He had a hard time doing it because it's so it's so habit-forming. You're giving the dog information they don't understand. It's not good. You're giving the dog too much information. They get anxious, right? It, it, it's like it's trying to hear somebody talk, and there's somebody next to you trying to talk to you all the time. Like you got a really important phone call that you're on and somebody next to you is going, how frustrating would that be? That's what this dog and this owner were doing. That's what a lot of people do. Their dog's saying like, hey, I'm trying to figure out who's in charge and what life I need to live and where I need to put my energy. And the owner's just, it's like, there's nothing going on. There's no connection, you know? So obedience was okay, but it was like still, the dog never looked up. The dog was constantly scanning the room and whining, scanning the room and whining. It was a terrible thing to see, to be honest, because this is one of those German shepherds that was on the verge of just going over, going over, mental mess for the rest of this dog's life. And it's sad. And I know that this guy wants to help. So we ended up just doing a couple different things. And uh, what we did is when he was turning, he would like hold the collar up. And then basically the dog would get corrected and choked out. And then the, the dog would turn and just whole thing. So we said, hey, man, put your arm down, relax. And then I said, when you turn, you can add a little bit of back pressure, but don't pull up. Everyone has a, everyone kind of has this idea of like pulling up. Pulling up is just going to put a dog into a sit. And if you're in motion, you're basically just choking your dog for no reason. So imagine going out and... You, you know, you're the dog and you turn and your owner just lifts you up off the ground off your two front feet and just turns. I mean, that's just a shitty thing to do. I mean, not I'm not saying it's shitty for the owner. I'm just saying like the dog is probably like, well, okay. So boom. So you get that every time. Off the feet, off the feet, off the feet, off the feet. Heel, 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 heel. Sit, 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 sit. So demanding, right? I said, hey man, slow down. If you want to get your dog into position when you turn because they're pushing forward, pull backwards. This guy turned into his left. He pulled backward on the 2.25. The dog slid into place. This guy's face lit up. He was like, whoa, because the dog slid perfectly into place with a little a wrist flick, a little bit of pressure on the wrist, and the dog went whoop because he just was doing everything wrong. And then what ended up happening was is he kept like shouting at his dog. Thor, sit. I said, hey, man, be neutral. Thor, sit. And then he went from <laughs> shouting to asking. Thor, sit. Hey, man, just neutral. These things change this dog. This dog couldn't This dog couldn't be 100 yards with one other dog. 
On Sunday evening, this dog went for a pack walk with seven other dogs and about 20 other people. And it was amazing. I mean, just amazing. And the dog was lying down, chewing on a stick. He was able to be a dog like Fritz was, like Ellie was. My point is, guys, is I had three breakthroughs with these dogs that I haven't seen in years. Mainly because... I don't get to handle dogs too often. I got to handle this German Shepherd that I'm talking about, Thor, a little bit. But the owner had these breakthroughs that are just fresh in my mind and so monumental. I had to, you know, I spent all day traveling, tired. I got to do it all again tomorrow. But I love this, you know, love this opportunity to to do what I do. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying I wanted to hop on here and let you guys know that you can do anything that you want with your dog. And if you are struggling with the dog, we had another dog come in with a muzzle and a bite history and the whole nine. This dog also was in that same group class. Every single dog and all my seminars get to go in group because we single-handedly break down all the reasons why things happen wrong and all the reasons why your dog is in the state of mind that they're in. So I don't just have this really strict agenda. And I I guess I'm just reflecting you guys. I mean, that's the best way I can say this on a podcast is like, I'm just reflecting on the amazing things that have happened in these seminars and, you know, the, the things that people have said to me, um, uh, you know, off camera that really changed everything for me. Like, Hey man, I'm in the right, I need to keep doing this. I need to keep pushing because it is hard to, you know, do what I do. I mean, I mean, I have everything in life that I could ever want and I'm continuing to work really hard because I love what I do. And I just want you guys to know these guys in my seminars broke through and changed their relationship with their life, with their dog forever. And I'll, I'll always be grateful for that. And I just want to say like the moral of the story is, is think about what you're doing. If your dog has a behavioral problem and your dog is anxious and, and my cat is now we missed me anyway your dog is anxious your dog is nervous think about what you're doing take a video of what you're doing does it look good does it look like you're like andre like thor's dad and constantly yanking up and doing all these wrong things audit what you're doing um if you guys haven't yet do me a solid favor leave a review on this podcast i'm going to be answering your dog training questions on the next couple episodes this week i'm going to try to play catch up try to put four out this week just to play catch up Um, so if you have a question you want to ask me specifically, head over to the iTunes review chart and leave a review. I will answer it in the next episode personally. Um, I have a couple in front right now. So if you guys leave a review, I'll get to it this week. So if you have questions or if you're enjoying this podcast and you're listening to it on any other platform, do me a solid favor, please rate this. I'm, I'm, I'm working so hard just to help you guys out and, I'm so happy that you're listening to this, and that would mean a lot to me. That's my favor from you. <laughs> anyway, you guys, I love you so much. I can't wait to see you out on the road. Um, if you're interested in my any of my seminars, join our email list. If you just go onto our website at upstatecanine.com, you can type in our email list or follow me on Instagram and everything else and turn on your notifications. The amount of people that commented, I didn't know you were here. I've posted it on this podcast so much and everywhere else. So make sure if you guys are interested in seminars in London and possibly Australia and other places in the world, turn on your notifications. I'll talk to you guys probably tomorrow or, and you're listening to this in the future. I'll talk to you next time.